0: Told him, Calvin, you yeet yourself right at that harpoon. Asshole must have heard harpoon.
1: Ah, oh, that's 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 terrible. But I'm very I'm very proud of that joke. Welcome to episode thirty-nine of the Mutant Musings podcast. It's the beginning of January two thousand nineteen. So we'll be discussing some new comics and some news. I'm your host Jonathan, and with me, as always, is my safe house daddy, Patty. Safe house daddy, Patty.
0: Daddy Patty, I love it. <laughs> Nobody's ever called me that.
1: <laughs> Here's your friendly reminder that you can leave us a comment on this episode's webpage on geekade.com or 1 million to save Wolverine and the X-Men on Facebook. Leave us some feedback on iTunes and follow us on Instagram at mutant underscore musings underscore podcast. And by the next episode, we will be on Twitter. What? Speaking of tweets, polite language is for the birds. I love birds. You will find plenty of rude language on this podcast. Because there are no birds around. Let's get a bird. Don't curse around to birds. The birds might learn bad language and repeat it, and then get in trouble at bird school. So there's your explicit content warning. What kind of bird is your favorite bird? What? What's your favorite bird? Uh, Canadian geese, because because they're they're Canadian and they're angry like Wolverine. Okay. So what I'm saying is, Wolverines and Canadian geese are pretty much the same fucking thing.
0: That's true.
1: What I'm saying is Wolverine is a bird.
0: Yes. So, Canadian geese. Okay, so this job that I used to work at, they had a lot of the geese uh, just, like, walking around because it was, like, an industrial area, so nobody really drove on the streets much. And they would just, like, take their sweet old time crossing the street, just, like, walking in the middle of the road. They just did not give a shit about anything, yeah, and were, I,
1: I respect that. They were too busy shitting all over the sidewalk. That's true. And the grass. Good. I don't think Canadian geese taking their sweet-ass time crossing the road was limited to just where you worked. <laughs> I think that happens everywhere. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm
0: pretty sure it only happens in that one section of New Jersey.
1: <laughs> yes. You can imagine Wolverine probably does the same exact thing. Yes. He just takes his sweet-ass time crossing the road. Hit me, bitch. And he's just pooping. Your car's going to be... <laughs> he's just... He's just pooping as he goes. Yeah. Like, I don't that's, give...
0: That's the way to do it. I have
1: no shits to give because they're already all over the road, and <laughs> the sidewalk, and your lawn. <laughs> Coming to your house next, bub. You know what so, I mean?
0: So there's a game called Annoying Goose, or Untitled Goose Game, or oh, Goose, yeah, yeah, Goose th-
1: Simulator, or something. I think it's Untitled Goose Game.
0: I think I think that's it. I think that's probably you pretty much just described it.
1: Yeah, but... We need to play that. That game looks fucking amazing. It is. If, yeah, if, if it's you, on Switch, I think. If you Is it already out?
0: Yeah, I think it was like on Switch and PS4. I don't know if it's out yet, and probably
1: Xbox. Everybody, go download Untitled Goose Game and tell them that Mutant Musings podcast sent you. <laughs> so then maybe we can get some sweet swag from Untitled Goose Game. Maybe we can get some official merch, like a hat.
0: Oh, it was like a hat. They also to, hat. to protect you from the goose poop.
1: Right, exactly.
0: And uh, there's also that game, How to Full Boyfriends, which is a dating sim, but all of the perspective suitors are are, are, p- are pigeons so there's a there's a wide variety of bird games out there who wants to fuck a pigeon listen i paid for it but i have never played it oh my god Ugh. so also birds are related to dinosaurs mm-hmm. so they're 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 based on
1: dinosaurs all right all right so so we got we got some we happy new year first first off <laughs> Happy, happy new year. Happy bird year. Mm-hmm. Hope it's filled with lots of birds. Happy, happy, joy, joy. So we got some comics that we're going to talk about. Uh, and we're going to start with extermination number five. And part of me felt really bad writing that opening joke, but but it's, it was funny. But And let's... I saw
0: Jonathan post something on, on Instagram, and he was like, oh my god, no spoilers, but oh my god, I messaged him, and I was like, hey, hey there,
1: yeah, hey there. I was like, "Hey there, that's pigeon how, pants." That's how we talk to each hey. other. Hey, hey there,
0: hey there, hey fellow there,
1: home girl. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, what? What was this in reference to? Is there something that I should read at work right now? Mm-hmm. Because I'm bored as fuck. Mm-hmm. Because it's not it's not tax season, and I have no work. <laughs> just just you know making you know copies of things and mm-hmm. uh, just you know all that printing ink. Yeah, the, printing the, the ink. the fumes. Printing. <laughs> Fumes
1: from the the printer, you know. How many fumes have you printed today, Patty? Sounds like you've been you've been leaning real heavy on the on the fume printing today. I
0: need another two hour nap. Okay.
1: Anyway, you had a point, right? About about reading a comic.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so this is the one. Then he said, "Read this," Mm -hmm. and I was like, "Okay, I'm at work and I have nothing to do. I'm gonna read this now." Good and uh so i read it and i was like oh my god so now we're gonna
1: talk about it yeah i know right that was a good segue that was a good segue from talking about the comic to going back (laughs) to talking about the comic you're the best at segues thank you yeah so so yeah i fucking i knew it was mimic i fucking knew it and it was really sad i'm not the only one i'm not i'm not gonna claim that like oh you fucking heard it here first a bunch of people thought the same thing that it wasn't a Got who died, it was
0: yeah, mimic who the, got shot
1: yeah he he got he got he got fucking run through with the with the harpoon. it was so sad watching him die, and he's such a good boy, just like I just wanted to help, and he's just bleeding out, and it's just it's so fucking sad, but it was kind of obvious because you can't you can't kill young Scott like right before they're supposed to go back and make everything okay again. but
0: you can then then we get them for longer. And they need to, you know, just stay here until some writer comes up with a reason that young Scott came back from the dead. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. I'm glad that that didn't happen. Uh, I just, what I'm hoping now is that, like, the writers don't forget about Mimic forever. Uh, it'll probably be some time, but I'm confident that Mimic will someday come back in some capacity. Bring back Mm -hmm. my Mimics. Right. So the fucking, those little, those little fucking pale twins. They're French, so. What do you have against French people?
0: They just, they, they Johnny Depp. What?
1: (laughs) Stop othering people, Patty. You gotta other the geese. You gotta other the French. You gotta other the French geese.
0: They have baguettes. What do you think French geese are like? I don't know. Do French people have geese? You know, my friends, mm-hmm. Haley. shout-outs to Haley. She lives in England, and she posted a picture of a possum, and I asked her if she had possums in England, and she said no, sad face. Damn. So, So, shout-outs to America for having possums. So, the French twins.
1: Yeah, so those French twins keep turning all the fucking X-Men into, into hounds, and so that's really annoying.
0: And uh, it was funny, because they turned Gabby... And I think yeah. it was Domino, Domino who was yes. like, uh, I am not going to be the one to kill Honey Badger.
1: Yes. What the fuck? Seriously, how many people would be so mad about that? Finally, we get, we get Cable called Kid Cable in, in a book. Because apparently that is something that hadn't happened before. I saw Ed Brisson tweet this, that, you know, talking about him in the office, he would call him Kid Cable, but never in the book. That's how I talk about him Uh, in the office. (laughs) Yeah, in the accounting office. Yeah. With your ink fumes. (laughs) Just fucking musing about the Kid Cable all over the accounting office. Okay. So what I I couldn't understand, though, is why Gene, I'm talking about adult Gene, could Mm -hmm. not... Could not fucking, like, penetrate the fucking... Yeah, yeah, she can penetrate me. We're not talking about you, we're talking about the kids, so let's okay. lay off the penetration. Why she couldn't, like, penetrate through their fucking psychic defenses? Ahab was just like, oh, I, you know, prepared them for that. I was like, this is, like, the most powerful telepath. And she couldn't stop them? I don't know, I thought that was kind of like a what-the-fuck yeah, moment. Yeah, i
0: call it bullshit. <clears throat> I mean, maybe if it was Psylocke or something, I could see that. Oh, yeah. Um yeah. But... You know, it was one of those, like, I don't know, the author said something, and so we're just supposed to accept it, and yeah. just be like, oh, okay, they have strong defenses.
1: Yeah, and so so the purpose of these kids is really as a plot device, because, you know, they have they have no choice but to team up with Kid Cable, and he takes the kids, you know, to like a different time, when the, the Pale Twins, Maxim, is that Maxim, I'm assuming, and Manon are students at the school, and you find out that Manon can fuck with like memories so so there you go there's your plot device to make this all okay but you know the action in this book was was really cool though you know all the fighting between the hounds and the x-men in the beginning and i loved kid cable taking on ahab you know he like blew up his ship and just fucking like shot him right in the chest i don't know it was was really really fucking cool pepe laraz is a really great artist and this was just fucking gorgeous to look at and obviously the resolution here can't be anything other than the 05 going back to their time and it was just, it was crazy to actually watch how it unfolded panel by panel because like right after that moment that adult beast originally left with them in the past to come to you know current 616 like right after that moment they appear and they're all like you know talking to each other and they're like i don't know it was just it was kind of really sweet and really sad, and, you know, they're, like, changing their clothes and, like, trying to get in, like, the proper places, and I don't know. It was just kind of kind of nuts to look at that and sad at the same time.
0: I know it's been brought up a lot, uh, but I feel the most bad for Bobby. Oh, yeah. Because, uh, you know, he's back to this time and, like, where it's, like, more prejudiced and, you know, he hasn't come to terms with who he is yet in the past and it's going to take him a long time to be able to come out. So that was really sad. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. Why do they lock their memories away? They were going to bring them back, but I forget.
1: Well, so... What I assume is then, as the adults, they would not have remembered any of all of that happening. And I guess they wanted to. They wanted to make sure that they were going to remember all of their time leaping from, you know, when they first started at the school into the present and then kind of growing up-ish during the present and then going back. They didn't want that time to be completely forgotten, but obviously... When else were they going to be able to remember to remember those things without it altering some course of history? Like during the Dark Phoenix saga, where all all of a sudden they were going to remember their time here in in like the present day? No, it was going to be right after that moment that the kids went back, right after this whole big battle. So then you know they're all kind of like sitting around the table and they're talking about they were talking about closing the loop after the battle with Ahab. So yeah, so Manon locked their memories away, and so like, it was Beast, and I think Warren was there too, and Iceman, and Gene, and they're like talking to each other, and like suddenly those memories come back. Which was kind of interesting, and kind of weird, but it was sad when they lost it. That was, I I could not get over that, it was just like all of a sudden, you know, and then Hank starts yelling again about leaving the X-Men, and you just, you see that it's gone from them. Um, and it's not until you know they're they're adults to like you know right now that they remember all of that. What I didn't like about this though is how Gene just let Kid Cable go. It was just like, oh okay, you fucking you you helped, you know you can you can go. You're my son. I understand you're my son. Like what what the fuck was that? I I was not a big fan of that. But then all of a sudden, and thank God this did not get spoiled at any point earlier in the day. Fucking Kid Cable is back at one of his fucking safe houses and Cyclops is sitting there. Like adult Scott is just fucking sitting there.
0: Yeah, and he was looking like I wanted to scream smug or something and I was just you like just, You stop. Get out of here. You stop. Get out here. Projecting
1: your negative feelings onto others, Patricia. That's rude of you.
0: Is this the last issue of extermination or is there another yeah, one? Yeah, there's nothing
1: left to exterminate. <laughs> <laughs> so no more Yeah, no more exterminations. Okay, cool. Everything's been exterminated. All right, cool. Right. Yeah, no, I just, I had such feelings. I had such warm, fuzzy feelings and sad feelings at the same time when I first read this. And again, when I reread it. And, you know, it tied up the 05. It decreased the hostility we're supposed to have for Kid Cable. It left the door open for Scott's return. So it did a really nice job as, like, an ending. But a couple of things, like, what about Rachel? Because she just disappeared with Ahab with, like, you know, he's, like, running away from them. Rachel just disappeared with with him. So, you know, that's going to be a dangling plot line. Maybe somebody will tie up at some point. Uh, And, again, Mimic is dead. And that sucks. And then they have, you know, the fucking burial. I think, yeah, it was. It was at the end, towards the end of this issue. They had the burial, the three coffins, I'm assuming, were for Adult, Cable, Mimic, and probably Bloodstorm. I had some issues with this series as a whole, but, you know... Overall, it was a fun ride, and this final issue was, like, really exciting. And again, the art was just fucking amazing.
0: And the covers were gorgeous.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, they they really were. They really were. So this so this was good. Still kind of sad that the, the 05 are I gone. them. Yeah, but, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, well, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about Uncanny X-Men next, which has nothing to do with... with the fucking 05. No,
0: nope, forget everything that just happened. Right. That's, for the past, that's
1: done for the past 6 years. Just never mind that. Never mind. It was a little hiccup, a little 6-year long hiccup. <laughs> so we're okay now. So so the X-Men talk talk Archangel down and he is undecided, which was great because a lot of people were were fucking trying to trying to make that a meme and it was really funny. What well, I
0: didn't see that. Yeah,
1: yeah. Where you know they're like, "Oh, you are you with Nate or are you with the X Men?" He's just got that like grumpy constipated face in one panel, and then the next small panel next to it, he goes, "I am undecided," you know. <laughs> and people were just like making fun of it. It was it was silly. It was absolutely silly. But but anyway, so so Archangel leads the X Men to Nate, and there's there's still no explanation for why he's so fucking powerful. But we find out that that he's dying. We we find out that he's dying after he tosses Jubilee aside and the students show up and try to talk to him. Armor tries to talk to Nate. He's dying for yeah, some reason. Yeah, and
0: and Armor was like, "But why?" And he's like, "Nobody's asked me that before." Right. I'll tell you why. Right. I don't remember why. Yeah. It does. It's it does. Whatever. No,
1: it was just it's the typical reason. You know, it's just like oh, everything sucks. It's just everything yeah, sucks. Yeah,
0: he's, he's an emo teenager. Yeah. What? <laughs>
1: what? I don't. Where where did this whole he's dying thing come from? Um,
0: maybe that's why he's so powerful.
1: Because he's dying? Yeah, I don't know. What's that? What's that supposed to mean? That you're the the most you're your most powerful right before you die?
0: Well, maybe it's like what's it called? Adrenaline, and you <laughs> like lift up the car off the baby. <laughs>
1: <laughs> maybe
0: maybe you get some of that before you die.
1: Some of that maternity adrenaline. Yeah. Everybody gets a little bit of maternity <laughs> adrenaline before they die. I'm yeah. looking forward to that because as a man, I can never know the miracle of childbirth. I'll I'll let you know all about it. So Legion is tired of this shit and then and then boom, just just you're, you go to the world you came from and it's the age of apocalypse. But the students go there too. So so this is where we get in in issue number 7. And issue seven was was interesting. Glob on fire. For oh, that some was reason. great. Yeah, it did. It looked it looked amazing. And he was like, he was like,
0: finally I get to be useful. And I was like, hell yeah, glob on fire. I hope they keep that. Um, <laughs> I guess this is some kind of like hell kind of thing. Same. I know it's an I know it's AOA, and I know this is like an alternate dimension, but like everybody looks different. Pixie looks like a demon kind of thing. Mm-hmm rock slide is like i don't know rock slide (laughs) okay so i guess those are the only ones who
1: changed that i can think of right now pretty much yeah that that was cool though um and
0: it it was kind of confusing because it was one of those things where so armor and glob were like walking around with x-men and like he was just trying to be, like, Mr. like Peaceful Buddha Man.
1: More so, like Peaceful Booty Man. Hey,
0: am, I, am I
1: right? You are? Walking around like a hippie. And those robes, quick access. You know what I'm saying, guys?
0: <laughs> but, like, one
1: of them was like, oh,
0: you know, it's been, like, months or something. And I'm like, ah, uh, what? what is happening? Like, <laughs> what, what has happened during these months that Pixie and Rockslide aren't on your team anymore? And they're like, trying to kill X-Men but you're still with him. I don't understand. Yeah,
1: this so this raised a lot of questions immediately which was interesting but it didn't feel too satisfying. And I'm not saying that this issue was bad because it was it was it was cool. It it was. It was really interesting but it was kind of like what months where is everybody else? Is this is this just kind of like some sort of fucking you know, everybody's in this little, like, time bubble for a little bit while, well, you know, everybody else is paused while the students in the Age of Apocalypse are, like, acting out months' worth of time. I, it was really weird. It might weird. be, like, limbo. Yeah, maybe. But, uh, you know, if this is supposed to be the Age of Apocalypse. They're the infinite soldiers there. They they have to get to the fucking Mkron crystal, but it's dust. So, like, what what the fuck are they going to do now? Especially since Nate is apparently powerless here because reasons
0: when they when armor and glob met up with pixie and Rockslide, armor kept saying like he's the only way out of here you guys can't kill him or else we're stuck here forever yeah and then pixie brought up like who cares you know what he's doing to earth for some reason he's really really weak on this timeline yeah like we're all going to die anyway probably if you know he's allowed to continue on our earth, so why not just kill him? We're going to die anyway. We might as well, you know, like take one for the team and, you know, bite the bullet.
1: Yeah, it's it's weird though because like stuff like this has come up before. I feel like and and still the X Men are like you know we we don't generally you know we don't we don't <laughs> kill, but you know Pixie is the one who's like no we need to kill him. I mean I, I, her personality clearly along with her looks changed. And she's not necessarily wrong. She's, she's not. But at the same time, is Nate really wrong for trying to fix what he's trying to fix in the world? I can't say I wholly disagree with him, even though I don't wholly disagree with Pixie here. But the thing is, is like, at the end of this issue, you know, Armor's like, just this really quick change of heart. Pixie, you're right. Ah, fuck, I'm gonna kill him. Like, that was, it was too fast. It was way too fast to be that believable. You know, she just brought up a couple of, like, obvious points. You know, it wasn't, like, a real discussion. And it's like, okay, fine, so I'll fucking kill him. And at the same time, I don't feel like Nate is really in any danger. Like, I get, like, you need some sort of a cliffhanger at the end of a, of a comic book, typically. But I, when, I, when I open Uncanny number 8, I fully do not expect to see Nate Gray get killed. Absolutely, do not expect to see him. Get oh no, killed. there's
0: no way he's going to get killed because, like, he's going to be the person, you know, doing all this stuff. Unless it's going to be like what happened in AOA, where you know, killing Xavier was the catalyst. Maybe killing X Man is the catalyst that started this in the first place because time travel. That makes sense. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. I don't know. I kind of. Was like, oh, okay, yeah, Armor believes this, and now she's going to kill him. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I uh, I can't read between the lines. So, I don't know, we'll see. <laughs> I don't think that he's going to die, obviously. No. But, yeah, we'll
1: see. Maybe Legion f- depowered him somehow. I don't know. Fucking Legion just did this fucking reality warp all of a sudden, so maybe he depowered him somehow, too, in the process. You know, Legion is just a fucking bag full of fun tricks. You <laughs> know what I mean? So So, who knows? Um... So, I just, I feel like, you know, that he's not in danger because where is the next reality warp going to come from? Like, the whole fucking thing is called Age of X-Man.
0: Exactly. So, he can't die. Right, he's
1: there. He's not going to die. He's got a fucking warp reality somehow. And, you know, this is kind of the fucking problem with, um, you know, making these, like, solicits available to, to everyone. Uh, maybe, maybe that sounds really stupid. No. But... You know, it's just, it's spoiling shit months in advance. I guess they have to, to, you know, get all the stuff shipped out, and they still make mistakes with that, but I I don't know. You know, I mean, I, I can complain about it, but I'm also a hypocrite, because I will look at some of those solicits with, like, big news in them, and post them, and read everything I can about them, and we'll talk about a little bit of it later. But we've already talked about, you know, fucking cyclops and wolverine being like the last x-men or something like that like so you know we knew scott was coming back before even the end of extermination number five we still don't know how yet but we already knew he was coming back and so you know in a way it kind of it's exciting but in a way it kind of stinks too because yeah again like we're talking about right here she cannot kill him she cannot fucking kill him he's the one with the armor here he's the one with the armor armor right here is what i'm saying okay so next we're gonna talk about domino number nine and so this was kind of fun so so this this wakandan woman Shunqua wants domino to kill longshot yeah so domino and Shunqua have a fight you know because domino doesn't want to kill longshot because because why because who wants to kill longshot longshot's the best x-man everybody knows that that longshot is the most important x-man I mean, basically, Longshot number one in, what was it, 85, 86? That should have been retitled X-Men number one. Because the X-Men did not truly begin until Longshot came into the picture. You're right. You know what I
0: mean? I know what you mean. You
1: know what I, you guys know out there know what I mean too, right? I don't feel like it's too much of a long shot to say that Longshot is important. Right, Patty. Yeah. Do yeah. you remember when uh, Longshot saved the Marvel Universe? I, you know what? I do remember when that <laughs> happened. What the fuck was the name of the comic book that he did that in, though? I don't I can't remember. Fucking remember what was the name? What was the title of those issues of that comic book series where Longshot saved the Marvel Universe?
0: X Men Volume Four.
1: I think. I think it was uh, Wolverine: Killing Made Simple. <laughs> I think that was it.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. So there was a funny line that Domino said, and she was like, you know, I've only met him a few times, and like, yeah, okay, he has a mullet, and, you know, that was bad, but I don't think that's a reason to kill him. <laughs> and when, when she met him, she was like, hey, do you remember me? I complimented the tightness of your pants.
1: Listen, <laughs> uh, fucking mullets and tight pants? have clearly stood the test of time. You're right. What I'm saying is that they are timeless, just like Longshot as a character. This is why Longshot is the most relevant, the most relevant X-Man ever to have existed.
0: Yes. I mean, I'm wearing yoga pants right now, so... Right. That just proves my
1: loyalty to Longshot. So what I'm saying is yoga pants would not have been possible... <laughs> were it not for the character Longshot created in the 1980s when the X-Men really became popular? Yes. Good. I'm glad that all of us are now on the same page. So for some fucking reason, for some fucking reason, if Longshot doesn't die, the world is going to end, basically. Now, so this, okay. So this was kind of sad, though. Because, okay, so Shunqua's got some... Power of this spirit Atl- bear. Yeah, Atlas bear spirit, so she can kind of see little bits of like the future, but only really <clears throat> bad ones. Yeah, and so he he uses his luck power to fucking like kill people. You know, he goes after like the fucking the the the, the, the fucking Spider Man. He goes after so so yeah, he goes at and that was sad. That Spider Man fell like sixty stories and landed on a bunch of tourists. That was so. And you see Captain America, I think his shield was, like, impaling his chest. And he got the Dark Phoenix to, like, burn the fucking X-Mansion. So, yeah, that was actually kind of fucked up. But, but why all of this? And so it's, it's, you think that it makes sense at first. That, like, oh, okay, so Mojo's hanging out with him. So long shots like, mind-controlled somehow. Like, something's not right. And then you realize that they're hallucinations. Mojo isn't actually there. When Domino shows up, Longshot thinks that she's spiral. So clearly something is wrong with the guy, but what is wrong with him? Who is pulling the strings here?
0: You know, Domino brought up that uh, you know, she knows that there are other people who have the like luck manipulation thing. Oh yeah, that was cool. But that like <sighs> their powers work really weird when they're around each other. Um she did say that one of the times that she met with uh Longshot in the past, they both had a perfect game of blindfolds, darts. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. So that was interesting.
0: Yeah. So um, (laughs) then, you know, when they're fighting, like their powers are like sometimes canceling each other out. And Mm. it's kind of like working on random who gets the luck this time. At the end of the issue, it was Domino whose luck was overpowering. And Longshot like fell off this scaffolding that was like really high up. Again,
1: another cliffhanger. Long Literally. Shot- <laughs> I see seriously- what <laughs> But again, I do not, do not feel like Longshot is in any danger. I do not. He's going to be okay. Like, it, because it's not going to be like the opening of the next issue. Oh, problem solved. Longshot's just fucking splat on the ground, you know, for two reasons. First, that's not a very satisfying conclusion. And second, as we have already stated, Longshot is the most important X-Man. So there's absolutely no way that he is going to die. That's true. I do think that this is really interesting, though. I think that this is going to make for some, some more interesting fight scenes, at least I hope, between Domino and Longshot, with the fact that their powers can maybe cancel each other out or work funky when they're around each other. I I don't know. I just I think that's going to be interesting. It just because this whole thing seems really silly that Longshot is gonna somehow damn the entire world unless, you know, fucking Domino kills him right now. I am wondering who's really pulling the strings here why he's Yeah, that's what I'm most interested in. Yeah, why he's hallucinating? Is Mojo actually making like these projections of himself somehow? Like, you know, he's he's just watching from afar since he's not really there? Or or what is Really going on, or who's out to get Domino, or maybe it's somebody out to get Shunqua. I don't, I, I don't know. uh One last thing though, shout outs to to Shunqua as a child, who in her room had a fucking Dazzler poster. Oh, I must have missed that. You certainly must have, but I picked up on it for you. Oh, you know, I was just
0: thinking, you know, with (laughs) all the popularity that Dazzler's been getting lately, that's why we need the reintroduction of Longshot. Mm -hmm. So here we go. Here's your, here's your little Dazzler. To go along with your long shot. But Dazzler (laughs) is amazing, and if anybody says anything bad about her, I will come to your house, and I will poop. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Outside your house. Oh, okay. All right. But when you see that, though... But I mean like like on the front step okay. and maybe set it on fire. Alright, so so yeah, you you had to take that a couple of extra <laughs> steps because I mean I'm sitting in a chair right now with my jeans on. I could poop right now. I mean, you guys driving could in the you? car to on your way to work, you guys could poop right now too. Now listen, nobody here is advocating that you poop your pants <laughs> on your way to work in your car, or maybe you're on the bus, definitely don't do it there. Um, or maybe but, you're but in the you subway. Could. Maybe you're Maybe, in the subway.
0: Unless you have, you know, chronic constipation.
1: What? <laughs> Maybe somebody somebody sitting around you on the subway has already done it for you, so you don't have to. So what I'm saying is when you say I'm going to poop, you have to explain exactly where that is going. All right? Are okay. we Are we clear? Okay. All right. All right. Very, or, very good. Or
0: I'll uh, come into your house and I'm going to take your dog. <laughs> it's my dog now.
1: Uh-huh. Okay. All right. See, that's, that's, that's a bit more lighthearted and silly. Then you talking about feces and fire? (laughs) That's the name of my band. Feces and fire, or feces on fire? No, feces and fire. Feces and fire. Yeah. Okay. All right. I see. Anyway, Domino number nine. Yeah. So overall, it was it was okay. I I love David Baldion's art as as always. I will say that probably every time we talk about an issue of Domino that he's working on. Not excited about this Michael Shelfer's art. Maybe they should put Michael Shelfer back on the shelf ah! Aha, right. It wasn't terrible. It's just not as not nearly as good as as baldion's hopefully this this the rest of this will be good, but we'll see all right, last new comic we're talking about is X Force number one, and I have been so very excited for this i my expectations for this have been really high, and it was mostly satisfying. I got a couple of things that I'm I'm gonna wind up complaining about, but for the most part, it was pretty good. Open's really sad. You got this cute purple mutant kid wearing a Spider-Man shirt, and he fucking gets killed by some fucking government agents. So, okay, fine. Just uh, a really big and bold setup to this, and fucking dramatic. Uh, And immediately, I'm looking at the art, and I'm like, I am not sold on this. I want to be. I want to like the art, but...
0: I agree. It's very, like, stylized in such a way that, like, I appreciate it and Mm. I kind of get what they were doing. Yep. But I don't know if it was the penciler or the inker or the colorist or whatever, but there were a few panels where some of the characters just looked very old. Yes. And that was a part that I didn't like. Other than that, I get that it's different. I understand what they're trying to do. I'm kind of torn about it. Yeah. But I think that, I think it's cool that they gave it like a, this like kind of style. Yeah. I think it kind of works, but
1: they need to do away with making characters look really old. Yeah. That, that was one of the biggest complaints that I had about it. Is there like, exactly like you said, like, and I remember exactly where it was when I was reading it. I looked at this one picture, this one picture of of uh, Shatterstar, and then on the next page, he's like, you know, fighting someone, and he's got like wrinkles all over his face. And I'm like, dude, looks yeah, old. He looks yeah. like an old man. That's exactly what I was thinking too. <clears throat> so, he, and I, it is very st- like stylish in a way where it's like playful, but also sort of dark and noir-ish. So it's a weird sort of combination. But also, Warpath. He, like, okay, he, he is huge, and that's fine, but also his face and his head looked weird. And not everything has to look 100% proportionally accurate here. I mean, we have had Rob Liefeld, as an <laughs> artist, get regular work for a few decades now, so okay. But I especially wasn't such a big fan of the way Warpath looked in this issue. So that's one thing, you know, so I, 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 I need to see more of it before I can absolutely be like, all right, I'm used to this, I get it. Let this person, you know, let this artist, uh, what was his name, Dylan Burnett, let him find, you know, his his kind of stride here, or I'm going to be like, no, fuck it, I'm tired of it. And I don't know where that's going to go yet. I don't know if it's going to go to either one of those extremes. So, okay, so so you've got, you know, a great dialogue And a silly situation, you know, there are fucking like guns being sold and there are these anti-mutant terrorists that, you know, X-Force is, you know, going after to try to find Kid Cable. And they've, you know, X-Force finds out that Kid Cable went to Transia with a stiff looking American. And my first thought is Scott. I'm like, Scott. Scott, daddy. You know, you (laughs) had your secret, secret fucking hideout daddy. Stiffy Slims. Stiffy. He already got a nickname. We got a couple of we got a couple of listeners who like our nicknames. By the way, oh good, yeah. And I've got to give most of the credit for it. Well, I, I guess it's fairly no, even. no, no. Well, no, listen, no, give me credit. Well, old man wrinkly balls is very old. <laughs> uh, it's it's a little dated, but but we got we got Jim Jam from yeah, you. Yeah. We got Scotty Slim from me, and then we got Jabui. There were a couple of people who were particular fans of Jabui. <laughs>
0: yeah, and that was just me like lisping.
1: <laughs> so we need some I don't know Scotty Stiffs? that works? uh Stiffy
0: Stiffy Scott Slims Slimmy <clears throat> Slimmy oh I already did Slimmy Jim Jams
1: uh Slimmy Slim Stiffy Slim
0: yeah I don't know I, I uh I'm usually so good with this on the spot but uh
1: <laughs> alright anyway but that's what I was thinking Stiff Looking American it was it was Scott and and I I was so hoping to be right but of course I wasn't Slimmy Slams <laughs> He's already got one. We got to oh. got to use it on another character. Fine. So uh so so fucking Kid Cable is in Transia, sneaking into their R&D to find out where fucking uh where Transia is getting weapons from, and he finds Deathlock. And so there's the fucking stiff American, fucking Deathlock. And so this this was really funny though. And I like this and I hope this continues. So you've got you know the the fucking cyborg machine part of deathlock that you know is, is fucking is stiff looking american guy and then you've got fucking like serial killer brain part inside this deathlock who's screaming i'm going to peel off your skin and eat your face and then like the other one is calm you know when they're like when they're talking and so the, i i, I kind of like that i really liked that and again like I feel like this is a thing that could continue, and I hope it doesn't get old. But at the same time, Deathlock says, like, oh, only when, you know, some of my parts are missing does this happen. And I don't feel like Kid Cable is going to carry around half of a Deathlock on his back the (laughs) entire series. Although that would be amazing, and I feel like that would make for a great fucking, like, road trip movie. You know, where Kid Cable and Deathlock just go across the country and get into hijinks. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I, I love it. Uh, I love everything about that. But Good. I feel like Cable could take apart part of his arm and fix him. But I thought he was he was already on a table. So I was like, oh, he's getting fixed. But I think that that was the bad guys who got him. So he wasn't
1: getting fixed. No, he was getting unfixed, uh, actually.
0: He was getting unfixed. He was getting. They were, they were putting his balls back. Because <laughs> when I
1: got my dog <clears throat> fixed, what
0: they did was they took away his balls.
1: Right. He got his death balls back. Help control the deathlock population? That's nonsense. That's 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 who who are we to play god with the deathlocks? You know what I mean? Let nature yeah. take its course. My body, my choice. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So Kid Cable gets fucking deathlock and gets him out of there because the guards find him in the R and D uh, and they're all fighting and the uh, perfect timing. X Force shows up and they start helping Kid Cable. And so this was also a little too easy. Like I, I kind of I don't know how I feel about this. I want I want to like this, but I also want to be mad. You know. I, I mean, everybody seems to just be understanding why Kid Cable did what he did, but you know, X Force is mad. But when they come help him, it's just like they forget about that. You know, well, they
0: weren't coming to help him. I know. To be fair, and they know that the transient people they're like bad and uh they know that like it's supposed to be like a mutant haven but that it's not anymore right now well anyway but they weren't going there to help kid cable they were going there to see what the fuck he was doing and you know kid cable was saying that like uh you know all these guns that they had and stuff were like all from the future and he wanted to see who was giving them to these people and
1: It just, it felt a little too easy, you know what I mean? This is another thing where I just feel like it's resolved too quickly for such a big issue. You know, like, everybody on this team of X-Force was there, like, from the beginning. And new cable from the beginning. And this kid comes along, and even though he's technically the same person, he's still gunned down, you know, adult Cable. Regardless of the reasons, I feel like they should be angrier than just, like, hanging out around the bed while Kid Cable tries to fix the Deathlock. you know what I mean? And Warpath is just fucking sitting there watching TV, saying nothing. So, I mean, I, I sort of get it, but at the same time, I wanted more. But at the same time, they're really trying to push Kid Cable as a character now. This is an X-Force title. They are all going to be working together. They're not going to spend, I guess, four, five, six issues just setting up all of them finally coming together. You know, they're going to try to push it to happen immediately. I just, it felt like, it fell a little short. I felt like I wanted more there. I wanted more words between the members of X-Force and Kid Cable before this, you know, whole thing came where they're like, oh, we're all on the same side, you know, we gotta go fucking hurt, you know, the the fucking president got killed, so the military is, like, behind this. I don't know, just felt too simple.
0: I, I kind of see your point, but, you know, I would like to see more conflict between him and the team. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. From, like, you know, at, after this point, because I don't think that they, like, completely are on board with him, mm. but... My favorite part of this issue was the after story, yes, with boom, boom, absolutely because boom, boom was supposed to be there, and when they were in this warehouse, uh Domino was like, "How did these guards get in? who was in charge or whatever and Warpath was like, uh boom, boom was supposed to but <laughs> yeah. she's not here, so the after story is with boom, boom, and she's just like, "What the fuck? why do I have an alarm and she's like, "Fuck, fuck, 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 and she's just like getting up and like trying to like throw clothes on okay. and she was like,
1: to be fair, you." Said fuck 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 fuck, and you would say fuck 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 fuck. She yes, did say, yes. She did say crap 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 crap. <laughs> well, but in the Patty version, yes. no, 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 absolutely, absolutely. In the Patty version, it's fuck 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 fuck. Yes, yeah. I so, just I wanted to, to, to specify that though.
0: So so she's <laughs> she's getting dressed. She tries going to the location. She tries calling everybody. Nobody's answering, and she's like, "You guys better not have started without me." And then she finds the warehouse, and she goes in, and she's, like, uh, you know, questioning the guys that they beat the shit out of, and the guy was, like, Call an ambulance, and she was, like, fine. Yeah, right? And... Then he's like, you know, trying to like kill her and she's like, I just called you a fucking ambulance. What's wrong with you? She throws a time bomb at him and she didn't realize that it was like a building filled with explosives. That was
1: amazing. So
0: she goes I outside and she was like, Uh so I just called about an ambulance, but maybe you wanna send a couple fire trucks. Yeah no this like seedy looking building.
1: And it was it was great. I love the I love the backup because it, it was funny. It just it was just boom boom and the art. You know, what is this, Juanen Ramirez? Uh, this art was, was good. You know, it was, it was solid. And that, so that was a great backup story. But again, this makes me even more concerned about, about this title. So again, I, I, I liked it. I want to continue to like it going forward. I, I had really, I think, high expectations because X-Force has historically always been like my favorite out of like other X titles when it's going on. And I love Ed Brisson as a writer, but. You know, I'm just, I guess I'm trying to be cautious. And so that's why I've got to bring these things up. I'm not completely sold on the art, but it's also the characterization. Because, like I said earlier about Warpath, Uh, Warpath was just basically, you know, the big silent type again. And we just had that in Weapon X. And I don't want to see it happen again. Boom Boom, she can still be a ditz, but she doesn't have to be like an unreliable, you know, ditz. You know, I want to see more of her and more from her in this title. Uh, let's hear more from Cannonball. You know, the fucking good boy. He is a good boy. You know, I, I, I just, I'm, I'm worried that characters are going to be overshadowed. I didn't realize that Cannonball was there. Yeah, right. But that's, you know, and that kind of speaks to this. You know, they're really pushing Kid Cable, and it was really his, mostly his issue. With the side of Domino, yeah, and but I, it's a team book, and we need to see some balance. I think between the characters, it can, it doesn't all have to happen at one time. You know, a few issues from now, maybe we'll get a cannonball centered story or something. But I don't know. Again, I'm just trying to be cautious. Really, as much as I'm complaining, it's because I I like this and I think it could be even better, and I had and I still have high hopes for this.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree. I actually didn't realize that this was coming out. So when Jonathan sent me the list of things that he wanted to talk about, I was like, oh, e- X-Force, do you mean Weapon X? We already talked about that. And he was like, <laughs> no, no, I mean X-Force. So um, I stopped buying comics last week because I just don't have room anymore. So I'm going to have to like look up all the comics that I need to get online so I can keep up with everything. So I didn't even know that this was coming out, honestly. But oh, I did man. I did like it. You know, I'm I'm just curious to see
1: what happens. All right. So did you think X-Force was crap, crap, crap? Or did you peel off your skin in excitement? Did Domino get your mojo going or did you spiral into despair? Hope it's not too much of a long shot to ask you to stick around while we take a quick commercial break.
0: So the holidays are over and now you're feeling empty inside. What could I possibly do to fill this hole? Let Geekade.com fill you. Metaphorically, Geekade.com employs only expert geeks who write articles, record podcasts, and shoot videos about all kinds of nerdy topics. Like hole filling? Fill your holes with superheroes, movies, music, wrestling, and TV shows. If you like something geeky, Geekade.com has got you covered. I
1: can't wait to fill my holes with Geekade.
0: Check out Geekade.com today.
1: Wolverine is going to space, going to war, having a long night, foraging for beer and fucking a tree. He's a busy guy and he needs your help. He needs help fucking a tree? I've got some maple syrup. One million to save Wolverine and the X-Men is a Facebook page for fans of Wolverine and or the X-Men. Wow, look at him go. His little bub-bubs keep smacking that bark. He's gonna get hurt. For X-Men news, art, and merchandise for sale... One million to save Wolverine and the X-Men is a Facebook page for all X-Men fans.
0: We're gonna have to change his name from the old Knucklehead to Old Splinter Dick. Check
1: out One Million to Save Wolverine and the X-Men on Facebook today. Okay, so we're gonna be talking about some uh, some news, some of the more substantial and interesting things that have so come out. So we're gonna out.
0: spoil things for you.
1: Yeah, from the solicits. Yeah. So
0: we were just complaining about that, but now we're gonna do it.
1: All right, good night everyone. Thanks for joining us on the me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, we're going to get a a new uh, mini series. Woo, mini series. Called Hot Shots. Woo, Hot Shots. Which was also the name of a of a movie back in the day, and they made a sequel called Hot Shots Part 2. And I remember I remember watching Hot Shots Part 2 with my grandparents when I was little, mm-hmm. and I don't feel like that was a kind of movie to watch with your grandparents or parents, to be honest. But from from the little that I remember, it was another one of those parody movies, and I hate parody movies like Naked Gun yeah. and, and Airplane with just that that really stupid, stupid humor. So so. So there you go. There's a little fun fact about my life. <laughs>
0: I think I think my parents have it on VHS. Hot Shots? Yeah, I think so. It
1: seems like something that your dad would be into, and yeah. and try to force your mom to sit through, and she would laugh and be like, "Oh, Andy." <laughs> her dad's name is Andy. That's Thanks. why I said that. I didn't. I didn't just make that up. Oh no, I'm sorry. Do not want that information out. Her her dad's name is is uh, is is Edgar. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, you're welcome. So, so Hot Shots, Hot Shots is a uh, five issue miniseries written by Gail Simone, Woo. with art by David Baldion. Yeah, coincidentally, the two of them are are working on the on the Domino ongoing right now, and uh. Domino is uh Domino is the main character in this book. But uh, this is going to be a team of a uh, team of badass women. It's going to be Domino, Black Widow. White Fox, who I had never heard of before. I've never heard of her either. Atlas Bear, which I guess is what Shunqua is officially going by. Outlaw and Diamondback, also from the Domino ongoing. So the solicit for this is this March, Marvel invites you to meet a dangerous crew of international women, the newest group of hot shots. And listen, that's not in quotes or italicized or anything. I I love that. A group of hot (laughs) shots to enter the Marvel Universe. Celebrated Domino creative team, Gail Simone... And David Baldion are bringing you an all-new story filled with feisty femme fatales, intense action, mercenary adventures, and espionage. And Gail Simone says, Marvel came and said they love the team aspect of Domino and want to expand it even further. They said you get to keep writing your favorite Marvel ladies and your favorite Marvel artists, but on top of that, you get to add more amazing characters you, you love. So... I think that this is, uh, this is interesting. I'm kind of honestly glad that this is a miniseries. I don't feel like we, I don't, I don't want to see Domino oversaturation and then people get tired of it. You know what I mean? I've been enjoying the Domino ongoing. I am happy that this is going to happen. and We're going to get this expanded team of women. That's an all female team too. You know what I mean? All female hero team in the Marvel universe. That's great. So I don't know. I think it's going to be good.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, it sounds cool. I don't know who White Fox is. She's not a new character. So I had and I had to
1: look her up. It's not like I just knew this. I think she was in, what was it, uh, Secret Wars, uh, Contest of Champions? I think she only appeared in that. I, cu- I could be wrong. I just I did a quick Google, looked on the page, and I was like, okay, so that is a thing. So no, she's not technically a new character.
0: All right, well, I think it's kind of a little dumb that they're including Outback, uh, that they're including outlaw and <laughs> time in back. That's, That's their the sh- ship name. That's
1: the ship name, Outback. <laughs> it's got an Australian accent, too, for no fucking reason other than named Outback. Uh, fun fact, that was Boomerang's original name. Really? Like, the villain Boomerang was originally called Outback. That because is he is supposed to be Australian, but I don't know <laughs> when the last time it was that he spoke with an Australian accent. Uh, d- yeah, he speaks Australian. Because Boomerangs are only Australian. You cannot have a boomerang outside of Australia. That's cultural appropriation. Or it immediately boomerangs right back to Australia, <laughs> like how I tied that in. Yeah. Like how I boomeranged that whole fucking joke. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you did. And
0: I mean, they just—they called him boomerang. That's Australian. That's uh-huh. the—that's better than calling him
1: outback. They should just have fucking another one called kangaroo. Oh wait, they already have a villain called kangaroo. What uh, do oh, the wallaby? wallaby that needs to be that needs to be a marvel australian superhero and the arch nemesis of the kangaroo yes yes so and the koala because because yes and the koala and the koala is gonna be a fucking supervillain because koalas are inherently evil if you did not not know that it is true koalas freak me the fuck out and listen, if you like koalas, I do, or if you think they're cute and cuddly and adorable, that does great. More power to you. I'm not going to take your rights away. I'm not trying to come in your home and take away your rights. I'm not the government. <laughs> All right. So, so you you continue to love your koalas, who aren't even bears, by the way. So koala bear is just a lie. It's just a fucking bold-faced lie. So you love your koala bears, but I don't. They freak me out.
0: All right. So that's that's some facts about Jonathan. <laughs> I have to deal with this all the time because I see cute pictures or videos of koalas or anything, and I can't even show him because that's, that's exactly what he says every time he sees one. <laughs> so, yeah, I think it's kind of weird that they're including Outback. I
1: mean, it's called. I mean, it's technically called Domino Hot Shots.
0: I know, but like they're already in Domino. I like, and and that's exactly what I was going to get. stupid.
1: They could have included two other girls. They they really they could have, but I guess they they do want to keep this continuity going. That like Domino is like besties now with Outlaw and Diamondback. So they want to keep the three of them connected, and they don't want Domino to be like. All right, listen, I'm I'm going out for this solo night, but then she's going to be hanging out with Black Widow, White Fox, and Atlas Bear, and then they're going to be like, What the fuck? Why'd you leave us out? So I, in a way, I kind of get it, but at the same time, I see exactly what you're saying. I don't know. They could have done something different with it. Meh, but. we'll see. Yeah. No, but still, same creative team. Yeah. So that's, that's cool. awesome. Yeah, Good. that's cool. Great. Next piece of news is the upcoming new Uncanny team, right? So the blurb here... Um, And I'll post the link to the website I got it from. This one is from IGN. It's the nature of the comic book industry that issues are solicited to retailers months in advance, meaning some things, like a big character revival, are spoiled well before the actual comics are on on shelves. So So now we're going to
0: spoil it for you.
1: Oh, we were just talking about this, right? So while we don't know how how this storyline shakes out, we can draw some observations from this new cover, uh, mainly that numerous X-Men mainstays like Storm, Rogue, Colossus, Kitty Pride, Psylocke, and Jean Grey are MIA. So yeah, no shit. So really what's going on here is, you know, Cyclops and Wolverine are putting a new Uncanny team together. And so IGN says Karma is on this image, and, and I don't believe she is anywhere in this image. Uh, I'm pretty sure that that is Warlock. Um, Where?
0: Oh. I, I think that is
1: OG Warlock.
0: Or maybe it's karma possessed by...
1: Okay, and and I see your point. But then how come I can tell that this is Danny? Oh, uh, okay. That is Danny. That is that is Danny. So we've got, obviously, Scott, who's got the the rough and gruff hair, the rough and tumble. He's been roughing and tumbling with Wolverine over here. Silly Canadian geese. Um, we've got Magic. We've got Hope. We've got Wolfsbane, Banshee, Multiple Man, Havoc. And yeah, that's definitely Moonstar, and what I believe... you can
0: see the uh, techno on on Moonstar though. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, but you can I don't remember know. at
1: the end of Dead Souls, they were all taken over by the techno organic yeah. virus, and this this cannot be karma. Why would the whole face be covered in it, plus the hood, if it were karma? You know, but but Daniel looks like this. So now I'm I unless I missed some piece of information in this picture anyway. That's gotta be that's gotta be Warlock. So yeah, so this is gonna be the team, I guess, to to take out some some fucking some fucking threats while you know everybody's off in their little Age of X Men being fucking hippies and shit. Oh, this is going on the same time as Age of X Men? I think so. Yeah. Okay. So so this is gonna be interesting. So this is you know uh, fucking Cyclops and Wolverine coming back, and they're gonna be putting together this team. Yeah. So I am excited for this because. So, this preview image of Uncanny number 14, along with it, it's all these fucking images of, like, you know, fucking big, bad X-Men villains. Yeah, no,
0: fucking Cassandra Nova's back. Uh, yeah, So, A- I guess already. those nanites didn't work too well.
1: This could be, you know what, though? I mean, like, they may be trying to paint the picture that, like, oh, okay, this team of Uncanny X-Men, while everybody else is off being hippies, this Uncanny team is gonna go get shit done. But at the same time, this could have nothing to do with the story. Every once in a while, a cover comes along that has absolutely nothing to do with the story inside. Also, this could just be like, you know, oh, maybe they go after Sinister or Dark Beast or something. And the rest of them have absolutely nothing to do with it. They just decided to throw Cassandra Nova on the cover and editorial fucking messed up and completely forgot about what just happened in X-Men Red. Um, So you've got Apocalypse, Magneto, Cassandra Nova, Mojo, I guess Callisto? For some reason, Dark Beast, Sinister Omega Red, Mystique, and Proteus. So,
0: oh, that's Proteus. Okay.
1: Yeah, that's Proteus, looking like a fucking the fucking Nightmare uh, Before Christmas guy.
0: Yeah, like a like a Jack Skellington, like some kind of pumpkin.
1: Yeah, yeah. The
0: pumpkin with the that they carve.
1: The great pumpkin, Charlie Brown.
0: Yeah, and uh, Cy- <laughs> Cyclops uh, has his uh, you know yellow underwear back. So yeah. Thank thank
1: goodness for that. Yeah. Thank absolute goodness for that. Next piece of news is uh, this update came out a couple of days ago about the X-Men in the MCU. And uh, according to this article, we've been told it's looking very, very good and could happen in the first six months of next year. Meaning that the characters are all, the access to the characters are going to be within the first six months of next year. Mm-hmm. So, Kevin Feige, or Feige, I don't, I'm never, I say Feige, Feige, okay, I'm gonna say Fabergé, uh, Kevin Fabergé-egg, has, says that he has not actually started thinking or planning anything yet, and I call bullshit on that. This dude who has, like, meticulously crafted all of, like, this whole fucking cinematic universe out has not even thought about it maybe you know we haven't started that yet but i bet he has like laying in bed he's thinking about like what the fuck he could be doing to bring them in like i i sincerely doubt that when these big fucking suits all sit down around the table that they're just gonna start pitching ideas then and start trying to brainstorm them pitching their tents yeah (laughs) who's got the biggest tent that's (laughs) that's the one who wins Right. Yeah, somebody's going to have ideas already. I guarantee you they've all been thinking about it. They just haven't Gambit actually... movie. <laughs> yeah, and fucking, uh, fucking what's-his-name doing the fucking Dark Phoenix is just like, oh, we hope this is a new phase for X-Men films. <sighs> yeah, so they still think that fucking, I guess, more X-Men movies are going to happen after this, but... For... Stop trying to make Fetch happen. <laughs> no more X-Men movies. Mm-hmm. Okay. You can tell Kevin Fabergé-Egg that you don't want any more X-Men movies. Good. But, so listen, if we get more X-Men movies, uh-huh. that's more of a chance that we will get Longshot in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Fantastic. Then we could get an entire movie called Longshot Saves the Marvel Cinematic Universe, <laughs> where he saves everybody. Maybe that's how they fucking introduced them. Oh, my God. And they're just trying to pretend? They're just trying to pretend that they don't have any plans. But, and you didn't... She, mojo. By the way, Patty didn't watch the trailer for Endgame, and she refuses to watch it. So in the trailer, Iron Man, Tony Stark, Robert Downey Jr., <laughs> is in a spaceship, and he's stranded. And he's going to die Aha. in there. Right? Right? This, That's what you get, capitalists. This is how it happens. By the end of the movie, Longshot shows up. And saves Tony Stark. Uh-huh. And then he goes and he saves the rest of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And then this is how we get the X-Men. Because, again, the long shot is what? The most important x Man. That's right. So he's the first Man we are going to get in the MCU. Good. Your move, Kevin Feige. And so the last thing that we're going to talk about is the Gifted. And since the last episode when we talked about it, we got one episode and then they did the fucking huge ass fucking cliffhangers and uh, took the mid-season break. But by the time you hear this, new episodes will be back and we will be watching it shortly after. But uh, this was a rough episode because fucking poor Rebecca and poor Thunderbird. It's so sad. I'm so very upset. But honestly though, this episode, <laughs> man... This was a fucking good cliffhanger. We're complaining about the cliffhangers in the comic books. And The Gifted actually got fucking cliffhanger right this time. But I do want to pour one out. I'm not really going to pour one out. I'm going <laughs> to drink my Monster Energy drink, goddammit. But I would pour one out if I could for Rebecca. Because too soon. Seriously, too soon. I loved her. I loved how, though, they tried to give her a little, a little bit of a backstory. You remember she was in her house? Coming downstairs eating breakfast with the parents with yeah. like the blueberry pancakes. Yeah. And they were they were afraid of her and you knew something was going on and they were talking about how she almost like killed her teacher. But she's just acting like everything's fine. You yeah, know? she's just
0: eating her pancakes. Yeah, like nothing's and then, uh, nothing's wrong. Then the cops show up yeah. and they're like, This is this is for for you know, your safety or whatever. And they, they
1: just take her away. Yeah. So, but you could kinda tell that Something was a little wrong with her to begin with. And she apparently, like, almost killed her teacher and then was just acting like there was no problem. Like, like, nothing was, like, that wasn't a big deal. And obviously the problem was made worse when she was kind of locked away in that room and then just fucking tortured. And yeah, and even in this episode, fucking Reva had her, like, tied up in this machine, constantly kept spinning in circles in the dark and, like, blindfolded or something. Yeah, so she couldn't, like, use her powers. Oh my god, like... This fucking, this girl had literally the worst fucking life. And then, like, the cute boy who's, like, falling for her and, like, showing her some affection and gets her to come out of her shell, ends up killing her. I honestly got that spoiled the day we watched it. Somebody posted it uh, that she had died, and I saw it. And I was the asshole for staying on that image and reading the <laughs> caption. But, um... That was so fucking I mean, he sad. didn't mean to, but it was really sad. It was. It was. But I was, I, I knew that it was going to happen then, too, somehow. Because, but even if they fought, how is she going to take out Reva, the Cuckoos, and Polaris all at once? Like, she might be powerful. Well, she took that entire boardroom out at once. Yeah, that's, that, yeah. And they were just sitting there. What I mean is, yeah, but I think they noticed when she came in. What, yeah, I'm saying, what I'm saying is those five mutants against this one mutant, Some one of those five were going to take her out before she was able to do anything anyway, I guess. It just makes it more tragic that I think that, you know, Andy was the one knocked her out of the way with his powers and then, you know, it snapped her fucking neck. That was really sad. That was really fucking sad. I am happy that this fucking Cure subplot is over now. And even though it was a little silly that that doctor just all of a sudden was confirmed to be evil, it was still better than than X-Men The Last Stand. But honestly, that was kind of silly. She showed that like she was trying to help mutants, you know, like in the last episode before this or two episodes ago, whenever it was that she was trying to help some mutants like have control over their powers. But then it's like, boom, evil, you know? I, I don't know, that that felt a little too out of the blue for me. Even if she's related to the guy from the Purifiers.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. And that cute, racially ambiguous guy who Jesus. had the crush on, uh, what's her name? Skids? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> on, on Skids. <laughs> he heard her talking about, like, Oh yeah, of course. You know, I wanna, I wanna fix mutants because they're disgusting and they're broken and we need to fix them because they're like a fucking, you know, blight on our world. And yeah. he was like, "Fuck you! I'm taking yeah. off my little monitor thing and I'm gonna kill you, bitch."
1: Yeah, yeah. So I'm glad that that's, I'm glad that that's over now. It was an interesting subplot, but uh, ultimately didn't do a whole lot except for show how shitty humans are. Right? Am I right? Yeah. Am I right? No, I agree. <laughs> yeah. And then. Poor Thunderbird. Poor fucking Thunderbird. You know, I kind of call bullshit on this, though. I I know, like, you know, they're going to take some some sort of liberty with the comics to the TV show. You know, a different medium or whatever. And I guess it would have been too easy and too too silly if John had just, like, run into that car and destroyed it. But he is that powerful where he could do that. And instead, he's just kind of wrestling with it. And, you know, they're having trouble... But eventually they get him fucking pegged by the dumpster. Ha. Uh, so so yeah, and then obviously fucking you know they're gonna they're gonna take him in, and I am certain that it's gonna be up to like Blink and Eclipse to go get help from the Morlocks to go fucking rescue him. I'm certain that that's what's gonna happen. In the meantime, Polaris and Andy are being badass, and uh, there's gonna be a bunch of fucking rioting. I'm sure fucking mutant rioting and just fucking chaos and anarchy. It's right up your alley, am yeah. I, right?
0: I love that, honestly. Hey, yeah, that was like my favorite part when they went to the bank. I was like, "Yes, get it." Hey,
1: yeah, yeah. But the thing is, is this this has come up over the past few days. I've been seeing this a lot on on Instagram, and as of now, anyway, this recording, it's it's been fake news. But first, people, a couple of people were posting, "Oh, the gift that has been canceled." You know, season two. That's going to be it, and then. Like a day or two later, they're like, Oh, gifted renewed for season three. I'm like, What the fuck are you people talking about? It hasn't been canceled and it hasn't been renewed yet, but it got me thinking about it. And so I looked into the ratings, and I'll post a link, but like, you guys can look that like the ratings have dropped quite significantly between season one and season two. And that's kind of sad. I think that, you know, I still like the show. I, you know, it's not, I, I don't know if it's quite as good as season one, it's different. In a way, I do kind of like it better, because we're seeing more villains here, you know? Like, the Inner Circle, that's that's interesting. Watching Polaris do what she's doing, she's still a great character, and it's really cool to watch her in action in this show. Rebecca was fucking great, you know? I think it's dragging a little bit on the Mutant Underground, because there aren't many of them, and I think they're going to have to enlist the help of the Morlocks to get any sort of, like, control back, but... I still like the show for the most part. You know, it's not amazing, but I still like it.
0: No, yeah, I I really like it too. I mean, there were some points that I was just like, oh my God, who cares? Yeah. But it has picked up again. And I hope that it doesn't just end with this season because then it's just going to, you know, probably end on like some kind of cliffhanger that was supposed to be continued in season three. Yeah. So.
1: Because think about if, if season one was it. Right? Yeah, you no, get, that would have been
0: fucking stupid. You
1: get some mutants going this way, and some mutants going that way, and then boom, show's over. Like, that would have yeah. sucked. And, you know, obviously, like, a TV show, they kind of want to, you know, leave it on a cliffhanger or whatever to kind of get you to come back in the next season, if there is a next season. But there haven't been any announcements yet, to my knowledge, and as of this recording, but I hope the show continues strong once it's, you know, back from from this break, which it technically already is. And, you know... Hopefully has a a great rest of the season and picks up some viewers a little bit more. So that'll do it for this episode of Mutant Musings. Thanks for joining us, and don't forget to leave us a comment on geekay.com and 1 million to save Wolverine and the X-Men on Facebook. Leave us feedback on iTunes and follow us on Instagram at mutant underscore musings underscore podcast. What do you think of the gifted Season 2 compared to Season 1? How do you feel about the upcoming Uncanny X-Men lineup? Join us next time when we'll be discussing some new comics and some classic comics. And until then, Happy Happy New New Year. Year!